responsibility is not just me taking ownership. Responsibility is me understanding what side of the fence I'm on. Yeah. Responsibility means, it, it means two things. It means I'm responsible for this, but I'm also not responsible for that. You're listening to the Leverage Your Incredible Factor podcast with Darnielle Jervy Harmon. The place to be to leverage and scale a business that serves you financially and spiritually. I'm your host, spiritual business growth strategist, Darnielle J. Harmon. Join me each week for inspiring stories, powerful interviews, and business growth strategy to help you experience abundance in your life because of your business. If you are ready to play and pray bigger, let's get this party started. If this is your first time joining me, there's just a few things I want to make sure that you know. Number one, I am not new to this. I am true to this. For more than 10 years, I have been growing businesses, period. I am the absolute best at combining spiritual principles with business growth strategy to turn entrepreneurs into multiple six and seven figure CEOs. And no, in case you were wondering, you do not have to choose. You can love God and make both loads of money. And I'm on a mission to create even more multiple six and seven figure CEOs. Oh, and we don't do hustle and grind, we do spirituality and systems. You might be wondering exactly what the incredible factor is. And if that's you, I invite you to go all the way back to our very first episode. I even give you a really powerful worksheet that you can download so that you can find yours because it is the key to beginning to leverage and scale your business. And I am tickle purple that you are listening in today. This episode is powered by the Grow Your Business Toolkit. If you are a service-based entrepreneur who is ready to crack the code on taking your business to the seven-figure mark, this toolkit literally gives you everything that you need to unlock the doors to your seven-figure castle. And it's appropriately priced on purpose to make sure that there are no barriers from you being able to access it to take your business to your next level everything. You can grab yours today at Grow Your Biz Toolkit. In today's episode, I am going to sit down with a positive black man. I don't know about you, but I know we could use a little bit more of them right now. There's a lot going on in this country. The last two weeks have been highs and lows, ebbs and flows, anger and frustration, but I think there's also been opportunities to to see the light, to be the light. And so that's what I want to present to you today. Now, in full disclosure, when I originally recorded this interview, it was to be part of a series that I was calling Reunited, where I was going to speak with leaders to help to give us strategies as we, as a country, begin to open back up, as the stay-at-home order begins to dissipate, as you know, beaches and malls and all of that kind of stuff reopen as workplaces start to reopen. I really wanted to sit down and have a conversation with varying leaders to get their take on what we need to be doing right now in order to maximize our experience to go back to this new normal. And while the interview that I'm going to present to you in in just a few minutes is from that would have been series, 
I'm presenting it to you because I think right now we need to hear from Black men that are positive, that are adding value, that are up to good work in the world, who are being the change that they want to see. And so I'm excited to share my conversation with Donald Morton. I have known Donald for at least 20 years. I actually was a member at his mom's church when I, as an adult graduating from college, my own first adult uh Christian experience, if you will, I attended the church where his mother was the then pastor. She eventually became a bishop. And I knew him on the outskirts. I didn't know him, know him, but I definitely knew who he was. And I remember being very admiring of who he was and his stature and, and, and the level of conversation that he brought to the table. And that hadn't changed over the years since I've known him. I finally had an opportunity to have a, an amazing conversation with him under the guise of leadership and specifically leadership in the time of COVID-19. And what I think you're going to enjoy about this much needed conversation are some of the powerful nuggets that Donald dropped. And I don't want to steal his thunder, so I'm going to come back after the interview is over and just kind of, you know, highlight and, and pull on some of the things that he said in hopes that what he shares with you gives you the confidence and the courage to lean in while others are leaning back in order to be a more impactful leader. Because let me just be clear, we need it now more than ever. In the era of all of the unrest that is going on in our country, I mean, first we were dealing with COVID-19, now we're dealing with racism and uh, I don't even want to go there. <laughs> Let's just say this conversation, I think, is really going to challenge you. It's going to empower you and it's going to edify you while equipping you with strategies you can implement and steps you can take now to be the leader that you are calling for, right? Regardless of whether you're Black, you're white, you're Asian, you're Hispanic, or any other ethnicity and nationality. Right now, we all need leaders who are willing to speak up, to rise up, and to help us make it through this time so that this senseless violence and this racism, it, it dissipates. And I know, listen, no one goes to bed a blunder and wakes up a wonder. So I'm not expecting for this interview with Donald Morton to do that for us. But what I am hoping is that your mind is open and you can hear what he is saying and especially hearing it from a Black man, a Black man who is about something that is positive a black man who although his spirit has been broken he has not bowed a black man who has made it his mission to equip other black men to be impactful and successful in society i hope you enjoy this conversation with donald as much as i enjoyed it when i had it like i mean listen i was on the edge of my seat i was purple hand clapping i was wanting to jump up and run around my office. That is how juicy good this interview is. Uh, and what I'd want to tell you about Donald, just I think he's going to tell you about himself as opposed to me just reading his bio, is that he is a powerful, passionate man of purpose on a mission to help as many men as possible experience what he calls being remanned. And he'll tell us all about that during our conversation. So you're gonna to wanna to grab a pen and a paper, regardless of who you are and where you are and what race you are, there's something powerful in this conversation. 
if you listen in intently. So again, I encourage you to lean in instead of leaning back as we jump into my conversation with Donald Martin. Donald Martin, I am so excited to welcome you to the Leverage Your Incredible Factor Business Podcast. I'm so excited to be here. It's always amazing to be with you. You, you're the GOAT. You're the greatest of all time. So I'm excited to be with you and talk with you today. This is going to be awesome. So take a moment and just tell everybody who you are in your own words. Yeah, so I am Donald Morton. Uh, I am the CEO of the Remand Project, which seeks to improve the quality of life of individuals, families, and societies through accurately reconstructing authentic manhood. Um, I am a former pastor. I pastored for 25 years and have been in ministry for 27 years. Um, and just really, really uh, a child of God, a man of God who has a significant story around transformation that I've, I've now embraced, right? So it's, um, uh, I'm a husband to Tiffany. I am a, a father to six uh, with blended family. Uh, and so uh, it's been a great, great journey. That's a bit about who I am. That's pretty awesome. And just a fast, fun fact for everybody who is listening. Uh, Donald and I go way back, like to my early 20s when uh, I attended his mother's church. So we were just before we started recording, we were just having a conversation about how this full circle moment, like it's kind of surreal for me because I remember him being a minister at that time. And and today, you know, we started this podcast interview again before we were recording and I, I prayed. So it's just yeah. kind of surreal. Um, and then Donald was sharing with me something that I don't even remember saying, y'all. I do not. I do not recall this. But Donald, tell him what you just told me. Um, tell yeah, me. So I, I needed you. I needed you to come in and, and speak for me. Um, and. Uh, you let me know that it, at that time it was $10,000 to come in and, and talk. And I was a preacher who was used to giving, you know, $500. So I said, uh, Darnielle, no, what's the friend rate? And he said, $10,000. And I said, oh, yeah, but okay, just for an hour. I just need you to come in for an hour, $10,000. <laughs> so you would not back off of that moment. And what it does, though, is it forces a person to filter their request through the standard that a person has, right? Mm -hmm. And so uh, it was a powerful moment for me in my own journey that gave me permission uh, to begin to make requests uh, and value myself even more than I was at that time. I, I remember like it was yesterday, I, my chin was on the floor <laughs> when I heard $10,000. $10, I mean, the way that it rolled off of your tongue, as if, you know, yeah, this is what it is. And I said, I can't afford that. And he said, okay, well, I'm not the person for you at this point. Mm -hmm. it, there, there, was no, there was no vacillating back and forth. It right. was what it was. You understood and understand your value. And it gave subtle permission for those of us like me to then understand our value as well. Yeah. I mean, I think that that is so good. And just so you you know, guys, this is not what we're here to talk about today, but there's a lesson in it already. And so I want to just pull on it for a second. You know, people will always see you as valuable as you see yourself, right? And if you don't have a standard, 
then you, well, I forget what the saying is, you know, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. Yes. And so you get to decide because the, what I know and what I hope that you come to know about yourself, if, if through no other reason, because you listen to this podcast is you are valuable and the invitation is your validation. Anyone who's coming to you, asking you to speak, to consult, to coach, whatever the thing is that they are asking of you, they are asking you because they see you as the person who can solve the problem. And because you stand in that seat, if you don't, from that vantage point, assert whatever the value is, the true value of what it is that you're going to bring to the table, or at least what it is you want to receive in exchange for the value that you're going to bring to the table for them, then the onus is on you. Absolutely. And you are setting the stage for how people will treat you. And I didn't remember, like I, my jaw was on the floor because I did not realize I had said that to him. But at the same time, I have one of the biggest mistakes that I made when I first started my business is I thought that my value was negotiable. And so I allowed people to negotiate with me. And so once I got the lesson and I got tired of being broke, yes, I was yeah. like, mm, no, because yeah. you would call TD Jakes and TD yeah. Jakes will come in and yeah, I know I can hear everybody arguing, but Darnielle, you're not TD Jakes. No, I'm Darnielle who is probably yeah. better for what right. it is that I have to give at that moment. Right. And so we have to stop putting people who might have a bigger platform on a pedestal that they are at a level that we can't get to because we have, we can get to that level if we allow the God in us to radiate. Right. I agree. And here, here's the other thing that you said though, Donald, if I give you this discount rate and there is someone out there that will pay that $10,000, I've just, I've just cheapened myself. Yeah. Right. And so, uh, it, it, it I mean, it was it was life changing for me. You've been changing lives for a very, very long time. Even I, I've heard you say this before, you know, even your mom understands that, you know, when it's a certain price, it's a certain price. And, and I think that's valuable uh, to those of us who who simply try to discount for as many people as we as we possibly can and still deliver the transformation in ways that we do. Mm -hmm. uh, the fact that you give us permission. Uh, through how you show up and deliver yeah. is, is really, really powerful for us. That's so good. I just want to say this one last thing before we shift. I just interviewed Carl Gould. Um, he's active on the podcast now. And one of the things he said, it just has been ringing in my spirit. And when you just said discounting, it, it came up again. He says, you don't gain market share by discounting. So people think that by being lower, Yes. Actually get more. No, actually it's counterproductive. It does the opposite for you. Wow. Wow. I'm yeah. going to listen to it as soon as yeah, I saw it. From it's up in my it's live today. It's so good. Like I had to fast track him. He was not the next podcast episode to release on the schedule, but our interview was so good. I was like, I cannot keep this from the people. Wow. So, um, so yeah, let's jump into the reason why we're here. So okay. I invited um, actually, I put out a call in my group on Facebook. So shout out to the Six Figure Cashflow Club. If you are not in the club, stop playing. Stop playing yourself. Go to sixfigurecashflowclub.com. But I put out a call in my group because I know I have some really powerful, amazing people. I wanted to have a conversation about what it's going to look like to come back together as the country starts to reopen. Some states are open, you know, 25, 50%. Yes. You know, but the we're nearing the end of the stay at home order for many states and we're going to be coming back together. And so I was looking for experts who could just kind of weigh in 
on what we should expect and what we need to do as individuals, as leaders, as entrepreneurs, as business owners to prepare ourselves for that, right? Now, I know some businesses completely shut down, like they, they couldn't sustain the lack of business as a result of this. And they're either starting from scratch or they're on to the next thing. I know other people were just modifying the way that they were showing up. They were pivoting or whatever the case might be. But I know, you know, as we look to re-entry, like my husband and I were having this conversation the other day, we ain't going nowhere until they start <laughs> opening up the stuff. Like for real, for real. Like we are, I mean, grocery store, doctor's appointment, the end. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes. So, so because I, and I, and I don't think from, from my vantage point, I don't think it's a fear but I do think that there's elements, there are traces of the what ifs that run through that. So yes. I'm very interested in your perspective as we think about reopening, what are some of the things that you believe that we're gonna need to contend with, think about, and then what are maybe even some of the things that we might have our focus on that we shouldn't be focused on? Yeah, so, so um, that, that's a very good question. And a part of, of what we've gotta embrace uh, at this moment is, we will not reconvene in any way similar to what we have been in times past. Any leader that is going to be successful in this moment and in this space finds his or her value in the fact that they're able to transition the culture uh, of an organization to something new. And that, that is not as easy as people think uh, because most times, uh, leaders are entrenched and stuck in a particular way of doing things. Their vantage point is stuck. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we, we've called it kind of pivoting. Uh, and it's true that we have to pivot. But it's not just the model that has to pivot. The way that we think about business has to pivot. Mm -hmm. The way that we show up has to pivot. Uh, and that, that begins at the core of who a leader is. And so you talk a lot about mindset. Mm -hmm. And... There's a lot of mindset work that hopefully uh, leaders are doing in this moment and in this space. And I will tell you that the more leaders I talk to, uh, the more leaders are afraid because they've really not taken this time to do the research, the market research, even churches, right? To figure out how are we going to do this differently? Because not only is it about COVID-19 now, it's about the fact that people are figuring out I can engage God in my own home and I never have to leave my house, right? right? So for the leader who has ego uh, with regard to counting footprints, now that leader has to count fingerprints and he's gotta be, able, or she has to be able to understand that the numbers now are virtual. They're, they're not physical people that are showing up in the space. That is so good, Donald. I mean, you, you said, a juicy mouthful. <laughs> like, I mean, there were so many good nuggets that just came out of what you said. So I'm going to take you back because I want to, I want to pull into some of this. So the first thing you said was, um, leaders are often stuck and the way that they are showing up needs to change. Then you said, not just the model has to pivot, but the way they lead has to pivot and the way yes. they look at society has to pivot. Yes. Oh, oh, yes. oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah. let's just back it up, flip it and reverse it. Okay. Yeah. So what, as a leader, what does my pivot need to look like? Like as, as much as you can drill it down for me, what are the questions I need to ask myself 
now that we are about to quote unquote reopen. If you want to keep it about the church as a former pastor, then I'm totally fine with using that as the analogy. But like as a leader, what are the questions I need to ask myself in order to even validate that my pivot is in is moving me in a direction that is going to be useful in this new season? So uh, everything begins uh, as you know, I'm already preaching to the choir, but everything begins with the core of who we are. Mm -hmm. John Maxwell says, uh, he, he touts something called the law of the league, right? The law of the lid is this suggestion that uh, any organization is only as effective and powerful as the person who leads it. Mm -hmm. And that person who leads it is only as effective and powerful as who they are uh, at their core. So the, the questions that I've got to begin to ask myself is, are my current thoughts, the way that I'm thinking, my mindset, mm -hmm. currently aligned with how people or and what people are expecting from me in this new space, right? So I can, for, for example, uh, now that everything's almost virtual, mm -hmm. uh, everybody thinks you can just kind of get on your laptop and your, uh, your background can be uh, janky and you, you ain't got no, your sound is messed up you, you you're you're not dressed mm -hmm. all of those are mindset issues right mm -hmm. and so to the degree that a person understands that I've got to really adjust the way that I think because how I think internally has everything to do with what's happening around me what's happening around me is not the result of what's happening around me What's happening around me has everything to do with what's happening inside of me. And there's something called- Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on! <laughs> Drop the mic! <laughs> we gotta back the, hold on. I, listen, listen to me. Those of you who are listening, I know you feel like you just got punched in the face because that was so stinking good. Okay, Donald, I have to stop you because I need to pull on what you just said because I need to make sure that the people on the back heard it. Okay. Because it was so good. Oh, my God. Okay. So the question, well, no, actually, let me go back to the John Maxwell quote. Okay. Any organization is only as effective and powerful as the one who leads it. Yes. And the one who leads it is only as effective and powerful as his core beliefs. Absolutely. Listen, let me get my purple hand clap. Because I already know I'm going to need it. I get I a purple know. hand clap. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> that right there. Okay. That is so good. And then you hit me with a line. You know how I feel about alignment, right? Absolutely. Then you said, the question I need to ask myself is, are my current thoughts aligned with what people are expecting from me in this new season? Yes. You know what I love about that, Donald? It requires me as a leader to think about somebody other than myself. Absolutely. It requires me to focus not on me and my ego, but the people that I'm endeavoring to serve or yes. commune with to make sure that they are getting something out of it as well. I like to think of that as what I call the win, win, win. I win, they win, the world wins. Like, yes. because we've decided to come together. And then you said, this is, this is the thing that I think a person felt like they got smacked a couple of times is how I think internally, like, you know, you said what's going on around me is as a result of how I think internally. Absolutely. So it's almost as if you're saying that the impact of COVID or the pandemic or whatever you want to call it, the challenging times that I'm experiencing is as a result of the way that I think internally. Absolutely. Without question. 
without question. So, so character is my capacity to meet, face, and overcome adverse realities. Oh, so, you got to repeat that because I got to write that down. Hold so on. Character. Character is a person's capacity to meet, to face, and to overcome adverse realities. All of us will encounter adversity. COVID-19 is nothing new. We've gone through something like this similar before, right? So, mm -hmm. so while we've not gone through COVID-19 before, we've gone through something similar to this before. How a person views COVID-19 has everything to do with who they are on the inside. Mm -hmm. Has nothing to do with COVID-19. COVID-19 is irrelevant, right? It is, it is that thing that gives us the ability to unveil how we really feel about ourselves and things around us on the inside, right? So, so you often talk about how, uh, you know, uh, the, the six inches, right? Mm -hmm. uh, the, we'll never experience six uh, figures between our fingers mm -hmm. if we don't deal with the six inches between our ears, right? right? And the truth of the matter is everything has to do with character. Mm -hmm. Whoever, whatever we are seeing, on the outside of our lives, externally, has everything to do with what we are experiencing internally. Chaos outside because of chaos inside. Mm -hmm. Blessing outside because of blessing inside. Mm -hmm. Everything begins internally. Yeah, so, so it's it, like when I say you can't have a booming business when you have a busted life. Right, right. So, so people, people really downplay that because mm -hmm. it is easy to blame external stuff on our current positions in life, right? Mm -hmm. And those that do that have what's called an external locus of control. Mm -hmm. An external locus of control means that I'm controlled by external circumstances. Whatever's gonna happen in my life is gonna happen because of all the stuff that's happening around me. But true happiness and fulfillment, Danielle, comes from the place of an internal locus of control. That means that ultimately, I control what happens in my life. If I'm gonna succeed, it's gonna be because I do it. If I fail, it's gonna be because I do it. And those that really feel that way about themselves have a greater level of fulfillment because they don't believe that no one, they don't believe anyone else really has any control on whether or not they succeed or whether or not they fail. It is probably yeah. the single most powerful element of, that a leader can have because at this stage, People are looking for a leader that's not going to shrink, that's not going to fall back. Um, they're looking for a leader that's going to lean into a crisis and not lean back from a crisis, right? We've got we've to face it in ways that cause us to learn from it and grow from it and move on from it and stop shrinking from it as if um, we don't know that we've got the power to make adjustments and advance at the pace and in the way that we really want to. Okay, that is so good. I like I don't want to stop you because you are just dropping nugget after nugget after nugget, but at the same time I'm like, "Oh, I need to pull on that because that was so good." So the last thing that you said, and you talked about a lot. I love the external versus the internal locus of control. I love that everything has to do with character and the definition of character. Character is a person's capacity to meet, face and overcome adverse realities. Love it. Yes. But this last thing you just said right here. People are looking for a leader who will lean in and not lean back from a crisis. Okay, Absolutely. so now here's where here's where the rubber is going to meet the road, because what I would like for you to do is to help me to 
erect a blueprint, if you will, a leadership blueprint of um, preparing to, you know, preparing for reentry or reconvening or how to come out of the other side of what's been going on over the last few months way better than we went into it. Because as I say all the time, and I think I've said it on just about every interview since COVID started is COVID did not cause the problems. It's merely amplifying what was already there, right? right. So how do we, taking this last statement, how do we lean in as leaders, as entrepreneurs, as, you know, ministers, as pastors, every type of leader that exists right now, how do we, what are the three things each of us needs to do in order to lean in versus leaning back so that we can create an environment where those who are following us, because I think a leader is described by having people who are willing to follow you so that those who are following us feel safe, feel secure, and feel like their best interests are being taken into consideration as any decisions are being made. So what are the three steps? What's the first thing? So so, uh, the first thing is, and we've we've touched on it a moment ago, the first thing is you cannot escape addressing alignment and mindset, right? You, You cannot escape that. I don't care what a leader does. The first thing on that leader's agenda must always be alignment, mindset, a sense of spirituality. Mm -hmm. Because how you view what's going on and how you view what you need to do and what steps you need to take hereafter Mm -hmm. have everything to do with whether or not, number one, you are open to receive new information. Yeah. Right. So I got to deal with mindset. Now, now, number two, it goes back to, again, uh, this sense of responsibility. Responsibility is not just me taking ownership. Mm-hmm. Responsibility is me understanding what side of the fence I'm on. Yeah. Responsibility means it, it means two things. It means I'm responsible for this, but I'm also not responsible for that. Right. And a part of what we've got to embrace in this moment, Danielle, is knowing not just what we're responsible for, but having a clear idea of what we're not responsible for. Like right now, I'm not responsible for anyone else's business but mine. I've got to create some sense of focus. Right. Um, And so responsibility is the next thing. And then the third thing is I've got to revisit my own personal set, set of values and ethics. How, who am I? Because who I am is going to show up in who my business is and what my business is. So I don't believe that ethics are determined. I believe that they are discovered, Mm -hmm. right? Ethics are not determined, they're discovered. So I've got to go through a process to discover what my core values are, Mm -hmm. right? What I'm really, really concerned about, what's really, really important to me. And when I do that, the rest is gravy because those things are anchor things. Mm -hmm. Those things never change. Once I figure them out, they never change. The rest of it is on the back end, trying to allow an authentic expression of those things that I just worked on in the first three areas of my life and business. So, So business leaders have to begin to ask themselves questions about what do I really believe? What is my business really about? Is my, would anyone miss me if I wasn't around, mm-hmm. right? Is, is my business and my life really necessary? It goes back to the whole spiritual piece and alignment piece. 
What's my real purpose? All of those things have to be anchored before I can ever think about doing anything uh, opposite that. Because the truth is where most people are shook in this moment is they're not clear about those things. Mm -hmm. So they don't know what their purpose is. They just showed up, started doing something, and <clears throat> they did it without any clear sense of purpose and understanding and direction. Um, there's a second law of thermodynamics that says this. If I'm going to grow, then I need two things. I need energy and I need a blueprint. I need someone to, I need a force behind me and I need a blueprint, a model in which to follow, right? And most, most leaders right now don't have a Darnielle. They don't have a Donald. They don't have someone that's gonna force them to do the work and a model that is proven to be able to get them results. Yeah. So they've got to revisit all of the stuff that, and, and some, for some of them, Darnielle, it's not even revisiting it. Some of them never visited it. Right. So no, some of them really never set themselves up properly. Yeah. So well, it, it's, it's like what you said, that ethics are discovered. So right. not, they never took the time to figure out how to discover right. who they are. And, and listen, like, I mean, let's just keep it real. That's tough work. Absolutely. It's so much easier to just get on the hamster wheel and go around than it is to be like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> Absolutely. I don't know that this is serving me. And let me get over here. Like my nanny used to say, get over here and sit down. Right. Like, yes. and it was when I needed to think about something because I was a little <laughs> extra as a child. I know you can't imagine that. right? Like, I mean, I'm Not at all. A, a pillar in the community. Right. But I was a little piece of handful and you're like, darn your internet, get over there and sit down. You need to think about it. And so, but most people don't stop and think That's about right. it. That's you know, right. I talk to people all the time and, and I'm always like, do you journal? You need to journal. You need right. to journal. And they're like, no, like, what would I say? It's going to require you to get quiet. Some people are used to always having the TV or some noise on instead of just sitting with their thoughts, sitting with God and processing, which makes it even more challenging. Okay. Let me just Absolutely. do a quick recap of what you've said so far okay. before we continue. So for those of you who are trying to figure out how to be a better leader coming out of, of out of COVID. And COVID, by any stretch of the imagination, isn't going away. But as the, the alleged or supposed threat begins to dissipate and things become a new normal, because I agree with Donald that we're probably not entirely going back to what used to be, or at least not for the next 24 months. That's my prediction. That's right. It'll be a couple of years before we're like That's caution right. to the wind. That's right. Um, but in the meantime, right, we, we still have to move and experience and run our businesses and build our teams and do all of these things. Organizations, corporations need to come back together, so forth and so on. So in order to lean in versus leaning back, number one, you have got to check your alignment and your mindset. I always say give yourself a checkup from the neck up, right? So the first thing on a leader's agenda, Donald said, must be alignment. And I agree. That's Second true. thing is to identify responsibility, right? So what are you responsible for? What are the people that are working with you responsible for? And how does all of that responsibility parlay into a plan that we can utilize to move forward? Absolutely. And then number three, we have to revisit our values and our ethics. Um, and I, I like what you said. You said who I am is going to show up in my business, right? Absolutely. So if you're not clear about what is valuable to you, and what is considered integrity and, and ethics 
then those things are going to run amok in any initiative that you are spearheading. Absolutely. And Absolutely. so it's important that you think about that. And it's, you know, what's funny, Donald, I never thought about core values, what my core values were. I think they were all always an underlying thing, but I never l leaned on them until last year, or maybe it was this year. No, last year I hired um, a video brand strategist, the, the yes. Jude, who's, who I'm doing yes. the work with. Jude for and president. He, he, yeah, yeah, Jude for president. I'm actually interviewing him for the podcast too. Um, and he was the first person that really made me chunk down my core values and, and his whole philosophy and his whole process. And so now I, you know, I am clear on what my top five core values are. And after he helped me to realize them, I was able to see the thread of them in everything I've done my whole life. Although yeah. I never sat down and said, Hmm. I think my core values are transparency and integrity and community. Like yeah. I never, never, ever, but yeah. now I can see the thread of it running throughout. So, so I'm actually, I'm going to flip the, the, the order. If you'll allow me to, I think we need to do our alignment work first and then we need to visit our core values and our ethics. And then we need to assign responsibility yeah. because I think our, values and ethics will determine or at least allow us to see our responsibility. I think if we try to assign a responsibility before we evaluate our core values and our ethics, we might miss something that's critical to being able yes. to lead impactfully. Do you agree? Yeah, yeah I, I definitely agree. Uh, a, a part of uh, what, what I've shared so far comes from our signature system called the character arc, right? And the character arc begins its overarching theme is a sense of of spirituality and uh, inner strength, right? Mm -hmm. And then it moves to responsibility because we deal with men and, and men in particular today are very, very different than men in times past mm -hmm. in that men don't take responsibility for anything, right? So we, we, we play, we deal with that very, very early on in the process. Mm -hmm. um, but, but, but after the entire arc is has been engaged, mm -hmm. we I wake up every single day, Darnielle. I'm my own client. One one of the one of your former guests said that uh, I've become my own client, right? So I engage the arc every day, and I try to figure out which part of the process I'm weak in, and I engage that and I deal with that. So so you're absolutely right. There was a period of time where my value system I I didn't know, and even that which I knew I was uncomfortable with it being okay, mm -hmm. right? So when you discover it, you, you're, you're up. I was in such a low place that I was trying to figure out, is it okay to have this value system yeah. without just embracing the fact that it is what it is. This is how God created me. Mm -hmm. um, and I needed to sit in that, stand in that, celebrate that. Um, so yeah, it's absolutely possible. Uh, you're Danielle. You do whatever you want to do. <laughs> it's absolutely possible and probable to address the value system first. Yeah. Well, I just think that, you know, a, a, the people who are listening that are trying to figure out, like, what yeah. is it going to be on the other side? Like, yeah. you know, as employees come back to work, if you have employees that are back to work, like my assistant is now back in the office. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. <laughs> Shout do cartwheels like I mean I was dying for the last eight weeks with her working from home because right. her position is a physical position to help me to do things um 
And so as people are going back to that, but you know, I've got my mask and she's got yeah. her mask. And so when yeah. we're interacting, we're, you know, we're keeping the door shut when we're not like, yes. so we're still, we're working in the conditions with which we've been given, but it's important to, for me to make sure that I'm leading and I'm, I'm setting the tone and I'm helping to helping her to understand what, you know, what will be the same, what will be different so that as we, um, attempt to get to whatever our normal is and what it's going to be we're doing it so that we're clear everybody's on the same page about what's going on and i think you know when i think about you said earlier you were talking about churches and how people are now realizing that they don't have to physically go to a building in order to interact with god and, and will churches go back to traditional service. I think they will because like yeah. even me, I'm staying in the house. I'm not like my neighbor was having something in their driveway the the other weekend and they were like, are you guys coming? We're like, no, because we don't know that y'all don't got it and I don't see no masks. Like I'm not trying to, no. Absolutely. So I do believe that, you know, I know I'm looking forward to being able to, to physically connect with people because that's part of my love language is quality right. time. Yeah. But I also know that even when we do it, we have to do it differently. As we're preparing for breakthrough in business, which is now in October because of everything that happened, we're doing things differently. You know, we're going to have this little thing to take people's temperatures outside right. the door just to make right. sure that, right. you know, no one is being impacted by what's right. going on. And right. it's just, it's different. But yeah. different doesn't necessarily mean better or worse. It just has to be different. And so, as leaders, as we look to reconvene or, or reunite, we've got to we've got to erect a plan, right? We've got to think about you know what are going to be be the things that are most important. What's non negotiable? Yes. Right? Like yes. you know, like for me, you know, and my husband was like, because we we have the office, it's adjacent to the home, and, and my husband was like, well, do you think it's okay to for her to come back to work? And I was like, yeah. But he was like being extra cautious just because yeah. he's like, well, do you think, and I'm like, well, there are things we are going to do differently. She's going to have her mask. I will have my mask. And we're, yeah. when we're interacting, we'll make sure, but we're more than six feet apart at all yeah. times. Right. Yeah. Except for maybe when I, we're crossing, you know what I mean? But, even, but we will do the things we're supposed to. I have hand sanitizer. Well, you know what I mean? We'll make yeah. sure that we are being careful and cautious yeah. so that we don't create anything that shouldn't be. But if yeah. neither of us has the virus, like what, right. what is the right. challenge? Right. And, but I think that as um, for people that are listening, that are looking to, you know, go back to some semblance, um, these tips that you've shared are just going to be super, super powerful for them. Um, anything else you want to share um, before? I can't believe our time is almost up. I'm like a little feeling some kind of way, but um, anything else you want to share with everyone specifically about um, thriving and, and, you know, in our, whatever our new normal is going to be, anything in particular you want to share? Yeah, I think at the end of the day, all of us have to be able to determine uh, and, and, be be unwilling to violate our own personal authenticity right how how whoever we are and however we are mm -hmm. we've got to bring that to the table every single day yeah. um even for those you know who are ceos and and those that are employees you know you know what we discovered um, when we did the research darnell we discovered that 
employers are, and I think you can bear witness to this, employers are no longer hiring solely on skill set. They are hiring on mindset. They can teach you skill set, but they can't teach you mindset. They don't have the time. Yeah. So the work that has to be done right now is just ensuring that we are doing that internal work. And, and I know that, you know, people, people are looking for the next best system and they're looking for the next best this and next best that. The truth is God allowed a moment for all, for everyone who's been complaining. I don't have time to do it. If I just had time to do it, now you got time. And, and, and now we're at the end of that time. Yeah. And people are frustrated because they still didn't take they wasted the time. Yeah. Right. So it's it's gonna be really, really important that people begin to do the core work. Yeah. Um because without it, they just will not win. You can have all the strategies in the world. If you yeah. don't do the core work, that hard internal work if you can't stop looking through the window and start looking in a mirror right because mm -hmm. the window will show you everybody else the mirror will show you you mm -hmm. and most people spend their time looking through the window and they miss themselves the greatest asset in any business is you mm -hmm. and if you don't invest in you if you don't deal with you if you don't confront you then your business it's a wrap it's just a matter of time. It's a slow bleed toward your death, right? So I just encourage people to do the internal work, uh, Darnielle, um, that, that is going to be necessary, whether they are, whether it's personal, whether it's how they show up in the family or whether they show up in their business. It's all internal work, yeah. right? That has to be done. If they do that well, I promise you they'll win and succeed in every area of life. That was so good. Okay, before we get out of here, you know, I have my three incredible factor wisdom questions. Okay. Um, the first is, what is your favorite quotes? The ultimate measure of a man um, is not how he shows up in times of comfort and convenience, but how he shows up in times of chaos and crisis. That's a king quote, right? Uh, that that's how we measure manhood. Good. And then the last book you read? Oh yeah, my business. Yeah, you know how I feel about that book. Yeah, that's such a good one. What you think of me is none of my business. That is yeah. so good. I love Terry Cole Whitaker. I refer that book to people. I don't know, probably at least once a month. I'm like, you know what? You need to get what you think of me is none of my business because you are struggling. And you somebody needs to break this thing down to you. So that so that's a good one. Um. Good stuff. And then um, lastly is what is one tool that you swear by to grow your business? Uh, I swear by my signature system. It's the character arc. Uh, it it uh, grows business by growing them. It grows the leader to grow business. My spiritual father is Mike Freeman. He says to me uh, when asked, hey, dad, how do you how do you grow the church? He said, I don't grow the church. I grow me. <laughs> the church is a reflection of me growing me, right? So, so at, at the end of the day, everything rises and falls on leadership. And the character arc has been a proven system that has helped me grow leaders that are now growing their families, their businesses, and themselves. 
Very good. Thank you so very much for being Thank here. Thank you. This was so good. Yes. Oh my gosh. This is a mic drop for real, for real, for real. So I'm so excited that you were able to come and share with us. I know people are going to be blessed by this. And those three steps are going to help them to get ready to lean in instead of leaning back. Like, Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, thanks for being here. I appreciate you. Thank you. Did you learn something? Like, is your spirit leaping as much as my spirit is leaping? Are you like blown away with some of the powerful practical strategies that he suggested that we all take a look at in order to nav continue to navigate what's going on? Again, our original conversation was about life after COVID as the country reopens, right? But even life in the, in the midst of everything that's going on right now, his, his message and his tips are still practical and they're still very, very relevant. I just want to um, double click on a few things that he said that really are resonating with my spirit now even more than when we first recorded this interview. That's how powerful they was. He said, everything begins at the core of who we are and we're only going to be as effective and powerful as the leader that we are, right? And so we, as we look at wanting to see change, be change, implement change, protesting for change, doing all of these things for change, my question, my desire, my hope of you is that you will stop and you will think about who you are at the core and more importantly, who you want to be. I went to the doctors today and um, my doctor and his attendant that was with him today, they're both white. And, you know, when, when I walked in and, you know, he expressed and, and, and I could feel his sincerity about, you know, what's going on right now racially in our country. And he said, you know, how was your weekend? And I was like, oh, it was great. And he's like, well, did you protest? And I said, no. And he said, well, well, why not? I said, well, I'm protesting differently. I think everyone has their own way of protesting. And the way that I protest is by being a, a source of light by adding value and continuing to grow my company so that I have money enough to support the causes that are on the front line. And when I said that to him, he said, you know what? I like that. I, I like that approach because see, we're not, we're all angry and I'm angry too. Please don't misunderstand and dismiss my desire to protest in a different way as a person who doesn't care about what's going on or, or being over it. No, I'm in it. I get it. I live it every single day as a black woman. But I think that there are better ways for me to raise my voice. And this, this platform that I created is one of those ways that I get to raise my voice. And so when I think about what Donald said and the core of who I am and what's important to me, that is what I'm, I'm doing and what I'm sharing and how I'm adding value. And then I, something else that he said, he said, character is a person's capacity to, to meet, face, and overcome adverse realities. <laughs> Char Let me repeat that because I got a little caught up on it. Character is a person's capacity to meet, face, and overcome adverse realities. Listen to me right now. Character is being defined based on what's going on right now. Character is being defined, right? And everything has to do with character. And people are looking for a leader who will lean in and not lean back from a crisis. So I know that there was some magical moments and some extreme power in, in this interview for you, 
because as he said, we will not reconvene in any way similar as we did in the past because everything is different. Everything has changed. And we all have to get into alignment. We have to take responsibility and we have to revisit our values and our ethics. I think that if we all just lean into what Donald said and shared with us, we can make a real difference. We really can. I'm excited about everything that he shared. I'm excited for those of you who are listening. I'm excited for those of you who will do something with what was shared in order to be the change that you want to see. Yeah, there's enough anger going on right now. And there's more than one way to fight. There's more than one way to, to raise your hand and say that this is not okay. I think education is an important part of that. And continuing to learn. This past weekend, I watched 13th on Netflix with my husband talking about the 13th Amendment. And for me, as a Black woman, I never realized that. And, and, and if you haven't seen it and you want to get an understanding, Black or white, listening to this podcast and, um, and what Black people are experiencing, going through, working through, navigating through, angry about, then I would highly recommend that you watch 13th. My husband said, they need to play this in schools. It was well done. It tells the story that will help you to understand, you know, what's been going on. And I think when I think about my conversation with Donald, which is why I wanted to share him today and kind of usurp my own agenda from the series that I was supposed to start, he shared so many powerful nuggets that I think will help us as a nation to, to reunite. Again, <laughs> not the first reunited that I was thinking of, but a reunite nonetheless. And so I hope you were as blessed by this conversation as, as I was. And if you were, will you do me a favor? Will you take a moment, especially if you're on Apple Podcasts, and rate and review the podcast? It literally takes 30 seconds, but it helps us to expand our platform. If you get value from what it is that I share with you on a weekly basis as I give of myself and interview powerful thought leaders to share their two cents about how you can leverage your incredible factor even more powerfully than you are right now. I would be so grateful and so appreciative of that. And it would also help us to meet, reach our mission to be able to get out deeper into the world and to continue to shake this planet. So I just thank you for listening. I thank you for having an open mind and receiving what it is that Donald shared. And I thank you for being a member of this powerful community. And I'll see you next time. Take care. Thank you for joining me for the Leverage Your Incredible Factor Business Podcast. If after listening to this episode, you know that it's time that you stop playing and praying small, you should go grab my Grow Your Business Toolkit. Based on the pillars of business optimization, this toolkit is the only resource you need to get crystal clear about what it will take to take your business to the seven-figure mark. Go grab yours today at growyourbiztoolkit.com. And if you enjoyed our time together, do yourself a favor. Head on over to iTunes, subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. Until next time, remember you deserve to scale your business, shake the planet, and fund the life you crave. Take care.